Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will do our best to let you know they're coming. This episode, we're going to wrangle the dog, and also we're counting down our favorite pop culture of 2021. <laughs> and yes, we know we're a few days late. As always, this is our plea to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you can find podcasts like ours. Um, Justin, it's been a year. Yes, it has. This is a resembled a year, right? That's a, <laughs> sort of. It was year shaped. <laughs> yes, I have been a year. I have been a year called twenty twenty one. Yes, not twenty twenty. <laughs> not twenty twenty, as I wrote in the notes. Um, Puck is. Uh, we're at Fanny's house, so if we sound a little different this week, that's why we're, we're shaking things up, and so we have Puck who is, you know, made appearances on this podcast before, but may uh, interrupt us in this one. So. Yes, and in which case I will call, I will <laughs> grab her and corral her, and she's going to be elusive as she possibly can be. On our list of favorite dogs of 2021, Shirley Puck is near the top of the oh, list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, but we, on our actual lists, Justin. Should we get into it? Okay, sure, let's do it. We're going to go back and forth, uh, 10 to 1, and then we also got some honorable mentions. First of all, we also just want to say, Anybody who just like made art this year, congratulations! That is amazing. Right. Um, yeah, we we saw some bad movies. We made fun of them on this podcast, but it's also very much like I don't know how people made anything this year. Can so. we start with our off list so that we're going to top? Oh, so can we start like with our like kind honorable of runner mentions? up honorable mention stuff okay. because it's like stuff that's like. I want to give the time at the end for the best stuff, if that okay. makes sense. I guess so. That's true. It does feel a little like then months is like <laughs> 10 to 20, but that's fine. Maybe we just I understand. Maybe but... we just read the whole list at once for each of us rather than go back and forth with each of them. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going through our honorable mentions. Okay. Well, because I mean, I think we can do them like a, in like a okay. few. There's like, I'm going to leave some of mine out because I assume they're on yours. If at the end <laughs> they're not, then we want. But okay. I have like two or three things that. I have on here that almost made it, and then two or three things on here that I loved but I know aren't actually best, if Okay, that makes sense. Then I am going to start with a real shocker, which knowing me, this is – I'm very surprised this is anywhere on this document. I would like to say honorable mention, last place in my honorable mentions, barely made it onto my list, but – I have Suicide Squad on my list. Wow, Justin. Um, I found this movie delightful. I thought it was better than any other Marvel movie that came out this year. Um, it was gory. It was disgusting. It was like borderline, like sort of morally bankrupt. And yet James Gunn, man, I was I was enjoying the R-rated James Gunn. It's yeah, like that is his fair. wavelength. I also found it weirdly like moving. Like I do think that right. heart to it. I was like, I could watch that again, which is. Well, I think you're going to get your chance. I know it's back so. on HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> well, and just they're going to make a whole bunch of he's going to make a bunch more stuff with these characters. Yeah, right? this is it's silly, but I'm like, as, as somebody who's been reading a lot of like comics this year, like this is kind of the right thing it's like if you're gonna do i like this way better than deadpool like this is the version of gory over the top silly comic 12 year old 
you know, right. hormonal nonsense that I want. I feel like we are in the, this was my favorites but not best part, so I'm going to go there instead of in my actual, this almost made the list thing. I have three of these. Do you want me to just give them sure. to you? Okay. Um, I have a Free Guy, much like Suicide Squad. It just made me delightfully happy. I've rewatched it a couple of times. I just thank you. This was fun. Nice Jody surprise. Comer, Comer, you're the best. I will watch anything you're in. This did not um, look good and we no, both really no, liked it. No. And then Shadow and Bone, I just really enjoyed getting to see all of Bargado's characters come to life. That made me so happy. I'm excited for season two. I'm also excited for my goddamn sequel to Ninth House. I know that Lee Bargado is not my bitch, but get to writing, lady. <laughs> is there any um, word on season two? Yeah, it's... it's, it's like when it's, it's coming? Uh, not when it's coming, but okay. they are in, in pre-production, okay. I believe. Nice. And then um, this one... This is an up-and-comer for next year. I did not put it – I made a rule for myself that if it wasn't finished uh, of the season, I wasn't putting it on. It was really hard for me to leave this off. Yellow Jackets. Nice. Next year, no pun intended, it's either going to rise to the top or it's going to crash and burn (laughs) depending on how they land their season. If you're not watching this show, you don't know it's about a plane crash, so none of those jokes are super funny. But trust me, what I just said was hilarious. Let us know where you can find all three of those. Yes, I will. Uh, Free Guy, I think you have to do video on demand um, Uh, right now. is it not on – It's not yet. You still have to pay for it. Okay. Um, It's not on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Not yet. Uh, Shadow and Bone is on Netflix. Netflix and Yellow Jackets is on Showtime. Yellow Jackets, I swear to God, it would have been close to my top if they had just slammed those last two episodes, three episodes, um, into this year. Because it is, it is so many things. It is a horror show. It's a survival show. It's a YA coming of age. It's a soap opera. It, everybody in it is great. Liv Hewson is knocking it out of the park. As are all of the teenage actors. I'm really, really happy. I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers for it next year. Also, table setting. We are doing this list based on things we saw this year. Yes. So there are some things that may be on last year's lists for critics who get to do things. PR people, if you listen to us, please contact us about getting us on your screen. Screeners, we'll talk about you. (laughs) Exactly. I also had Free Guy on my list uh, for honorable mention. Had oh, nice. such a fun right time. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one more just to move through that. Yep. I have another weird surprise. These are all the kind of like things I didn't expect to like, but liked. Cruella Disney Plus. I had so much fun with this movie. Did you see it ever? Fuck no. Oh my god, it's so much fun, Fanny. Like puppy you, killer. This is going to be I'm not writing the origin stories of a puppy killer. I understand that it's Tony <laughs> McNamara, the great and the favorite, and I got it. I understand. Oh, I actually didn't even know yeah, that. It okay, is. it's so well done and so funny, and Emma Stone is so good. And it's very cute and very sweet and very much like I almost just don't want I want to pretend that other things don't exist and just you just watch Cruella. It's so it's like fun and smart in ways I did not expect. All right. What do you got? Um, I'm going to go now into my repeats are boring. So I didn't allow myself to put things on the list that I had put on last year's list. That brings us to Succession, Central Park and Work in Progress. It was hard for me to leave all three of these off of my list. But again, I'm going with the crash from – I can't remember Kevin Costner's last name in in Bull Durham. But Crash was his first name. And he said that strikeouts were boring and besides that, they're fascist. So (laughs) repeats are boring and besides that, they're fascist. This is also how I'm going to preserve (laughs) Yellow Jackets for next year. Okay. I think all three of these shows hit it out of the park with just about every single episode that they do. Um, Succession, of course, is on HBO Max. Um, and 
I have nothing new to say about this. Everybody go read, read all your think pieces, whatever. Mostly it's the best cast and best written show on television. Go watch it. Central Park is on Apple TV+. Plus. So we good. so far haven't gotten our second half of season two, which I was promised before the end of the year, so I'm a little mad, so maybe that's <laughs> why they didn't make it. But also just so good. Musical by the um, uh, Lauren Bouchard of um, – Bob's Burgers and Work in Progress is on Showtime. This is Abby McEnany's um, sort of autobiographical show about herself and produced by one of the Wachowskis, right? That's it is unbelievably good, and I respect everybody that is involved in this. Go watch this second season. It'll wreck your wreck your heart. It'll make you happy. It's I'm so good. very excited to finish that. I had, I needed to sort of devote the time. I love that it's like I want to see all of it now. It's done. It's yeah. like I gotta watch it. Yeah. Um. I also, I don't think I said Cruella is on Disney Plus. I think yeah. it's streaming now for free if you're on Disney Plus. So watch that. This is a late breaking entry. Uh-oh. Uh Limbo. I watched last night on HBO Max. Uh. This is a very kind of under-the-radar movie that came out this year, uh, directed by Ben Chirac. Uh, and it is about a basically a kind of a holding station for refugees from various war-torn countries that are basically trying to get into the UK. Uh, it's a Scottish island with lots of adorable Scottish locals, although they're not very adorable. They're also sort of terrible, which is one of the things that I liked about the movie is it doesn't sort of sugarcoat the real reactions of these people. Um, there's a woman who just rides by... The, the center on her, like, uh, what do you call the scooters? The, oh, like the segways? Yeah, not a segway, but a, I don't know what you call them. It's the, the sitting one. Um, oh, okay. And she just scowls, and people sort of wave at her, and she just scowls as she rides down <laughs> these country roads. It has a very sort of, like, Wes Anderson-y kind of deadpan um, thing in the beginning, but then it really moves into this very emotional uh, story about this musician from Syria played by Amir El Masri, who uh, call out uh, to my husband is very attractive. And he was very distracted by how attractive he was. And it's apparently has good lips. He's about a musician that uh, he's a musician that basically has brought his oud, which is a, you know, the Mm -hmm. sort of Middle Eastern guitar uh, to Scotland. And it's a beautiful instrument. And yet he keeps saying it doesn't sound right. And it's like about kind of losing touch with your artistry because you're damaged from war and also feeling totally out of place. Uh, I loved this movie. It's great. It's probably would be higher on this list, but it was so new that I was kind of like, I don't know that I... Recency bias! Yeah, recency bias, bias, absolutely. All right, what do you got? That's on HBO Max, by the way, so I don't know if I said that. Um, And then I have three. These were really good. They almost came. They came very close. There's a possibility they're on Justin's list, so I'm going to mention them quickly, Um, and we won't go too into them. One of them I know is not on Justin's list because he hasn't watched it because, I don't know, there's something wrong with his brain, (laughs) and this is Entreatment, which which is the Udu Azubo's, um, I might have just slaughtered her name, and Udu, I'm sorry if I did, um, uh, her entry in the fourth season of Gabriel Byrne's show, which was, the Gabriel Byrne three seasons are great. I didn't watch this for so long because I was worried that it wasn't going to be as good. Oh, my God. This show was 
so good. The performances, Anthony Ramos, and um, there was a, a teenage performance that was incredible. Um, Joel Kinnaman. I know some people think that he's the Jeremy Renner of his time, and those people are wrong. Kinnaman was so good in this, and I just I can I am so hopeful that this comes back for another season. It is so good. Even despite the episode, the Emmy episode, where she talks to herself the whole time and gives herself therapy, which is the possible. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. They hadn't bothered with that. Um, I really want to watch, watch it. Watch it. It's so good. That's definitely when I'm emotionally ready to do yeah. that. I got to do it. And I feel real bad because, Francis, I've followed you for a real long time. I wanted you to make my top ten list. I think that you usually make my top ten list. But Nomadland, you came very close. Um I loved Nomadland. You just didn't. It got eked out by a couple of other things. Yeah, as did year. as did Maravie's Town. With that, I I'm sorry to to my buddy to my Evan. You know, I want to <laughs> give him everything. He got his Emmy. I hope he'll be happy with that. You came real close, Maravie's Town. I'm gonna maybe go through two. Okay, right now, um, one I think is probably on your list somewhere, and one is definitely not. Okay, um, I, Luca. Uh, currently on Disney Plus, um, I love this movie. We talked about it. Go back and listen to that episode. Delightful, underrated Pixar. I think Fanny will have more to say about it. It's on my list. Um, get if back if it's there. If it's there, who knows? <laughs> who can say? Mom of trans child. <laughs> um, get back the Apple Plus Beatles. Freaking, you made me watch. Eight hours of the Beatles and didn't want to do it. Peter, didn't and it was Peter it. Jackson, and yet. I'm not mad about any of it. Um, I I love the Beatles, so I was kind of already in the pocket for this. Uh, but I, yeah, this was a very just. I don't know if you're in into a band and into the inner workings of kind of stardom and recording and egos, but also real artistry and friendship. And there's just so much in this. It's like, and it and it's the good and the bad. And I really really loved it, and I'm glad to have it. Nice. Um, that's on Apple Plus. What do you got next? Um, that's all. I'm going to go into my list. Oh, then. all right. So then should I finish my honorable mention? Because I have mentions? one more. Yes, do. Because I have okay. one more honorable mention, which I am absolutely sure is on your top okay. ten. So I'll just say, yes, okay. that was it when we get there. All right. I will go through. We are Lady Parts. Uh, I have talked about on an episode, Paramount. Uh, it is on the Paramount uh, app or whatever. And this is about the Muslim kind of uh, women punk band. It Renewed is for season two. So excited that it's coming back for season two. I love this show. It's so funny. It's so sharp. It's so well directed. The music is amazing. I'm kind of like, I got to find the soundtrack to this. I loved it so much. Um, Fanny's surprise guest, Fanny's cat Chibs, is like screwing up my microphone. Chibs. Um, <laughs> Uh, Nightmare Alley is, again, recency bias. I loved this movie. I had to kind of sneak it in yep. somewhere. Um, I'll co-sign that. <laughs> it probably could have just been on the list, but I yeah. just it was a really tough. Man, Benicio Del Toro. Guillermo. I, I, wow, Guillermo. Why do I always do this? Del Toro, sorry. Um, we can talk wow. about Nightmare Alley a little bit on our next episode, too, because I yeah. have so much to say. It's so good. It's so good, and it's really being under appreciated and under talked about um it's really a top-notch del toro um, that would be guillermo del toro it's in theaters if you don't want to go to theaters i we totally understand that but when it comes out this thing is going to be a cult classic it's, it's so, so good i think it might be one of my favorite del toro movies oh it's, it's yeah, so it's, yeah yeah and uh, i'm someone that loved crimson peak yes yeah. but this yeah 
this is what Crimson Peak wanted to be. Yeah, this and is... Bradley Cooper, who I was like a little annoyed with and over after uh, Stars Born, is so good in this and reminds you of why he's a star. Kate Blanchett, like, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so good. I, um, I agree with this honorable mention. The other two, uh, HBO Max, so close to my list. I mean, if I were to be judging by episodes. Uh, this would be okay. Very here high it is. List. This is the one I thought was going to be on your yeah. list that almost made my list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so sweet. Um, this is the HBO Max series about uh, two kind of sort of failed, not failed. They're just siblings that are struggling in the shadow. Oh, of their... this is not what I thought you were going to say. Okay, go on. Oh, not it's not the other two. That's no, that's not list? what I thought. Oh, oh, um, I love the other two. It's a great show. Uh, the episode about specifically uh, the two guys that go on. Um, uh, Molly Shannon's talk show and pretend that they're a gay couple. I mean, pretend that they're a father and son and, and actually are a gay couple with like a daddy and a son. Oh my it good is, Lord. Have you not watched that? No. I swear we watched that. Oh my no, God. No, we didn't watch that one. We watched a different one. Okay. That is an amazing episode. Um, there's also an episode about a church, like a Christ. That's the one yes, we watched. A Hillsong one, one that is so good. I love the other two. It's so funny. Um, finally, Summer of Soul. Uh, on Hulu, another music documentary about this concert that happened in, oh God, I'm forgetting my years. I want to say 69. I think it might've been the same years. Wood, uh, Woodstock uh, in Harlem. It had uh sign the family stones, Stevie wonder, um, like Gladys Knight, the pips. Uh, I'm forgetting all sorts of people, but it is directed by Questlove from the roots. And it is just like a piece of sort of cultural history that, you do not hear about. And it is like insane that nobody even knows about this concert. They basically film this thing. I've talked about this on the podcast. I keep wondering how much I should rehash it, but this is an amazing chronicle of black sixties entertainment that basically was completely forgotten about because the world is a trash can. And I'm so glad that we have a archivist and be like people like Questlove to like put it all together Absolutely. and use their power to make it happen. Um, all right. Do you have one more honorable mention then? I'm going to wait and see if it's on your list because okay. I think it might still be on your list. Okay. All right. Um, Why don't you give us? I'm going to start with ten. Next. Okay. Okay. By so the way, Summer of Souls on Hulu. I don't know if I said that. But. You did not. Okay. Um, uh, Netflix is where this one can be found, and I am surprised as you're about to be that this made my list, but I cannot stop thinking about it, and I really think it was just this good. Uh, Midnight Mass. Nice man. It I. The performances and the end stories and gut wrenching family ties and oh my god and it stuck with me. I thought it was just kind of fun, campy. It stuck with me, much like Blind Manor. I I loved it. Midnight Mass. I check it out. It's I'm really, gonna really finish good. it. I mean, I just got to so be in good. the right zone. Yeah, you and I do. Will totally finish it. You absolutely have to be in the right zone, and you were very much not. It yeah. was not the time for that. Yeah, with my HDR turned off so I can see it. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, and some some subtitles. Yeah, and, watch and it at night. Not recency <laughs> trauma. Yeah, it'll it'll be good for you. <laughs> great, great. What's your ten? Uh, my ten is, and it's funny. I this is what a weird year it is. This probably would have been way higher on my list right after we watched it, but uh, the HBO Max White Lotus, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, this is Mike White's series about a bunch of rich, You don't crazy, have to wait long for it to talk <laughs> much. people uh, in Hawaii. Um, 
man, the, the performances I think are the things that are kind of landing hardest with me. Uh, Murray Bartlett, uh, Natasha Rothwell, Steve Zahn, Connie Britton, everybody in this cast is just like spot on giving like yep. almost like career best performances by my yep. man, especially Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah. Thank Who you, knew? dude. Thanks. Um, And I think I maybe said this on our podcast discussion. I will say it again. I think there's been so much interesting discussion about this show and, um, you know, friends that I have that are, I think, sort of, you know, especially sort of people of color are very like, I don't need to see this show. It's sideline Natasha Rothwell, like sign headliner character. And it that conversation certainly sort of soured a little of the show for me. But I do think, I guess, the one pushback I have against that is this sort of thing of like, hey, white people need to have these discussions about privilege amongst themselves. We right. don't need to solve these problems for you. I think that's what Mike White was trying to do. With and he show. was trying to admit that we have them and let's have also, you know, we need to all have these conversations. Yeah. And, and admit our, our problems. Yeah. And, and there are spaces for all of those conversations to be had. And yeah, we all suck and we need to talk about it. It's and a great show. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I kind of don't want any Do you want more me to tell you? No, I don't need a second season. Yeah. I will, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to watch it because yeah. they are making a second season, but I don't need it. This is number seven on my list. Great. So we're, we're pretty close. Okay. So it's fine for us to just talk about it now. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I thought Daddario was so great and so heartbreaking. Her final oh, scene so good. killed me, and I'm glad to have Daddario. I mean, I could talk about Connie Britton forever. I could talk about Jennifer Coolidge forever. We all know that. But Daddario, I'm proud of her. I'm so glad for her. That Which one was she just reminded everybody? She's the, the woman that married the rich guy. Got it. Okay. And at the end says, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. Right, right. And man, I've been in that position where I'm like, okay, fine, I'll be happy. It's complacency of It doesn't privilege. work. Yeah. And you think it will work. And and Daddario's been, she was in a, in a uh, season of True Detective. She was in the, the Percy Jackson movies. She's been around for a while, and I love her. And I'm happy that people are, are starting to see that she's really good. Yeah. And I'm proud of her. And so. there's not a weak spot in that cast. Now, those two teenage kids and so their good. split and how they, there's that same sort of come around where the younger, I mean, where the more, the less privileged kid uh, teenager is like, well, I'll be happy because, you know, yeah. it's, there's a lot going on there. And I, I, I thought it was great. I really, just really liked beautifully it. beautifully made. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's beautifully shot. And, yep. And also literally made me rethink, like, I Googled the other day, like, is there a way to travel responsibly in Hawaii? Because I've never been, and Justin needs to go with me. And it's such a great, beautiful place. But I also am like, I don't don't know what that means anymore. And, like, exactly, those are the conversations that we need to have amongst ourselves. I wish you could see my cat's face right now. It's hilarious. He's very happy. He's also grumpy. He's grumpy, but he's really, like, he's (laughs) playing it up with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chibs is a very special guest. (laughs) Um, All right, what do you got next? Friend of the pod. Um, Number nine, I have WandaVision. Nice. If only for uh, what is uh, grief, if not love, persevering. This show... Man, I you know me, I'm not a big Marvel person. I'm not. This show grabbed me by the throat and said, look, this can be interesting and this can be more than this. And I love Paul Bettany. I have loved Paul Bettany since A Knight's Tale. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen, I have thought, has is so so talented. So these two actors doing this and then the gift of Catherine Hahn and Evan Peters on top of it with great writing and interesting 
values and messages. And I loved WandaVision. And I'm sorry that the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV version is kind of going toward just advertisements because, God, I thought this was so good and so wonderful and so smart. We didn't smart. have this last year? No, when did it? Yet. Did it finish this year? I checked 2021. Okay. I checked. Yep. So I actually, in my brain, thought we had put this on the list last I double-checked. Yeah. This would have been on my honorable mentions yeah. without a doubt. So. Yeah. yeah, I love WandaVision. Yep. Still the best. I mean, I said last week. By the way, while we're thinking about it, last week, dumb stuff we said, I think I forgot. The, I was like, I knew I forgot some Marvel thing. Shang-Chi. I over, I'd like oh. forgot about it. You were right up there with the Eternals. Is absolutely B-list Marvel. Um, so I apologize, Shang-Chi. Because I thought, sure, I had WandaVision, by the way, on the list, too. So, yeah. But I had to double-check. Yeah. I think it started in 2020 and finished in... It may have. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure it debuted right like in February end. of 2021. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'll double-check, but... Would have yeah. definitely been on my honorable mentions yep. or maybe even in yep. yeah, this, this area. I so. just thought it was great. It's fantastic. Yep. What's your number nine? My number nine is We're Here, HBO that was, Max. That's it. That's the one that's on my honorable missions that I nice. knew you were going to take the spot for me. I mean, so it freed up for WandaVision. There's a part of me <laughs> that wanted this higher, again, based on a couple episodes. I would say the uh, Selma episode and the Hawaii episode are two of the best kind of breakdowns of, of kind of queer yeah. culture that are sort of focusing on people that don't usually get a spotlight on them. Uh, this is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's HBO Max's show where um, three um, former RuPaul people that I don't want to associate RuPaul with anymore because nope, anymore. they are their own amazing kind of yep. people and RuPaul would never have green, greenlit anything this thoughtful. Nope. And, and she didn't pick any of these people to yeah. be the, well, I guess Bob won, huh? Yeah, Bob won. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think Shangela won something. I don't know. No, they the just kept bringing her yeah. back. Okay. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, uh, like, COVID is like, you know, Shangela with like the COVID variants just keeps popping back up. Do not do no. Shangela dirty. Like, that is not okay. Laquifa. What? I nix you, whoever said <laughs> yes. that on Twitter. Not okay. Because um, Shangela is a force of good and. Of light like, and joy. <laughs> yeah. And she manages to find a good spin for it. Anything. Yeah, she's and she so really amazing. engages with these people in this show. I think she's one of the best at really getting great emotional connections with people. Um, I wanted to find my phone to take a picture of his face for you. <laughs> is this of chips or is yes. this? Okay. I know. Yeah, I've got, I'm scratching chips as we talk. And chips is definitely in scratchy heaven. Oh, yes. going over. Um, what do you have on your list next? Oh, we're on eight now? Yeah. Number eight. This is, I believe, streaming on Hulu now. I saw it in theaters. This is the Nicolas Cage movie, Pig. Ugh, definitely on my list of something I need to watch. This movie is so good and so touching and full of really great performances. Remember when we knew that Nicolas Cage can act? Nicolas Cage can act. It's odd and strange, and yet you go with it. I it's so good. I don't want to say too much more. It's the the movie about Nicolas Cage's truffle hunting pig gets stolen. And so he goes back into the culinary underground world of the Pacific Northwest. Yes, those are all words I said. Um, and it's, oh my God, it's so good. I don't want to say much more. It's on Hulu, guys. It's free. If you, if you, ha- if you don't have Hulu, Hulu, go get yourself a free week of Hulu and watch this movie. It is so good. And is the animal... 
stuff hard to watch. No, okay. it's I mean it's the pig gets kidnapped, she squeals. Oh, okay. It, it's heartbreaking because you know what that pig means to Nicolas Cage, yeah. but there's not a lot. They don't of, John Wick the pig. No, okay. no, not no. Like I cannot, <laughs> and I love John Wick, but the first ten minutes of John Wick is literally you could get me to if you wanted to torture me, make me watch the first ten minutes of John Wick over the first one over and over and over again, and I would tell you fucking anything. I would tell you Justin was a serial killer if you showed me that movie. Because, I've still never watched it. Yeah. It, no, you have to skip over it. I can yeah. tell you what happens and then just watch the rest of it. Right. It's not for Justin anyway because violence. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So Pig is great. Watch Pig. What's your number seven? I, I think I'm on eight. Oh, I yes. have. Oh, yeah. Eight. I meant eight. I have a book. I read one book this year that made my list, like a new book this year that made my list. Uh, Fall of Babel. This is. Uh, Josiah Bancroft. Uh, it is the fourth book in the Books of Babel, uh, which started with Sendlin Ascends. I've been talking about this series on the podcast. It definitely took a big dip in the kind of, especially in the third book. I was really like, oh God, is he going to land Not this? the second? Because usually mean, it's the second where it starts to get a little dicey. The second and the third, I think, started to <laughs> get down a little bit. And I was like, oh man. I mean, it wasn't ever bad, but it was just like a little plotting. And Are there four? How many are there? There are four. Okay. And he really knew what he was doing with his conclusion. It was clear he was building to something. I found it super satisfying. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast. It was very much like, it seems like it's a story about Senlin, who's this sort of um kind of, you know, ineffectual guy. And by the end, it becomes about all the awesome, amazing women who, nice. like, support him and also call him out on his shit. And they're nice. like, this is a series that ends with, like, one or two guys that you sort of remember and that are good and, like, five amazing sort of female characters that are... Nice awesome and badass and like varied and have different skills and there's queer relationships. Um, it's a great series. It's, nice. it's a slog in the middle, but I, I was so happy to find a kind of speculative fiction book that sort of actually felt engaging and literary without feeling pretentious. Um, I love this book. Nice. It's great. Follow Babel, read the books of Babel. Let's- he may be writing a, a fifth one, and I'm like, uh, don't do it. Don't do like, it. You, this is all wrapped up. Like, learn from Suzanne Collins. Don't do it. I know. Okay, let's go to your seven because my seven okay. is White Lotus. My seven is French Dispatch. Uh, currently on VOD. Let's talk about that in a bit. Okay. Okay. Do it. Let's go to six because <laughs> because French Dispatch is higher up for me. Nice. Okay. Uh, number six is Blind Spotting for ah, me. Nice. Uh, just renewed for season two. It's so cliche to say Oakland is a character, but they really went out of their way to make Oakland a character here and to really understand that what that means to Berkeley and Albany and to the Bay Area as a whole and to really make this story about a woman this time. And, um, you know, Raphael and Diggs are Bay Area people full through and through, and I, they're both so good and uh, – Jasmine Sifa Jones is great in the lead role, and I'm so glad she got, you know, promoted from the the supporting role of the movie. Uh, this is on um, Stars, by the way. And Helen Hunt nails her performance as the as the mom, the mother in law, and how a family 
survives when somebody goes to jail and what you do with the small kid and the next door neighbor on parole. And this movie, this, the show is just, it's full of joy, but also super realistic. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I know. I feel like the stars thing is still the reason most people yeah. didn't talk about it yeah. and why I keep forgetting to watch yep. it. Because I just don't we have it right stars. on Amazon. You don't I know. even have I, to look. I got to watch it. So, <laughs> so good. Uh, Awesome. That's What's definitely going on my list. Um, I got Nomadland. Um, okay, good. On Hulu currently. Uh, Fanny talked about it. It's great. I didn't really, so that's because I figured it would yeah. be on your list. So yeah, let's Chloe talk. Zhao directed it. Francis McDormand. Um, David Strathairn. Two great performances this year. <laughs> so good. What a great portrait of grief. I have a uh, family member who's in their you know, 60s who is basically – working in an Amazon center right now up in um, Washington state and kind of like weirdly, I was very sort of, Oh, is it terrible? Is that tell me all the terrible things about Amazon? And it, it was sort of captured some of what the movie did, which I think a lot of people were mad about versus the book. It was sort of like neutral about it. It's just sort of like, not this really about happens. that. This is yeah. what you do to survive. And here's the other stuff that I'm dealing with. It sort of almost accepts this fact that we're in this weird, like, late stage capitalism, like, sort of thing. Capitalism's really bad, you guys. Yeah. Um, I like this movie a lot. It's mostly Fra- Francis McDormand's performance yeah. is just, like, extraordinary in this movie. I mean, talk about something that's very old news. I mean, I feel like yeah, most people have seen it. But no, it's important it, but, to talk about it. And yeah. if you haven't watched it, go look, go yeah, walk, go look at it. It's so good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you got next? Are we on five? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I, this is sort of a tie because it's really more <laughs> about Stephen Wen than okay. it is about. So I'm going to give Fair. this to Stephen Wen and Minari and the humans. Okay. I don't know if you went and watched the humans after we talked about I it. I have not seen humans. humans and I thought my list of things I need to watch. I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, and Minari, I think you kind of got to search out. Um, it's sort of around. It's on Hulu. Um, oh, is it on Hulu? Yes. Really? Because okay. it's on my list. So. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Nguyen... It's just, I mean, first off, he's hot as hell, but we already knew that. But secondly, he is coming into his own as an actor in a way that just I knew he was capable of from watching him on weird shit like The Walking Dead and that weird uh, office, like, Battle Royale movie that I really liked that nobody else did, but he was really good in. And I like him as a person when he talks. He is coming into his own as a grown-up performer in a way that just touches me and makes me feel like he really understands people and that he's super observant of the world and the humans. He maybe has 10, 15 lines, but he is he and Beanie Feldstein are the center of that movie. And it is so good. And in Minari, he, you know, he managed to incorporate my Midwestern, you know, white grandfather in a way that touched me. And that's what grandpa taught me about good earth and, you know, giving back and find something beautiful and make it grow. And I think he's wonderful. And both of these films are great. But I'm really proud of you, Stephen Yen. That's all. I'm very that's excited. My num- that's my number five. Very excited to see humans. That's like the yep. top of my list. I got, yep. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. My, my number five is Stephen Yuen in Minari Both and those movies. The, the humans. What's um, your number five? My number five is Pen15. Um, sort of breaking the rule of, you know, like it's okay. it's been talking about it forever. But um, 
I, this show in its final batch of, I don't know, six episodes went from being just a silly cringe comedy to being like a really deeply moving sort of portrait of um, sort of just kind of racism about kind of high school kind of kids feeling different and awkward about, um, you know, young women being coerced into sexual experiences that they're not comfortable with and sort of how they try and rationalize that and kind of feel empowered by their choices, but also end up feeling violated by the reaction to the power in those choices. Uh, Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine just nailed this final run. It's clear they were like, we're wrapping this up, so let's do what we came to do here. Um, It is such a sweet, thoughtful um, sort of meditation on like young friendship and how that can fall apart at any minute and right? yet also like how important it is that you sort of just also enjoy those experiences and don't get in your head about them and it's there, there's so so many layers to this final like five episodes there's an episode in particular I think I talked about this earlier with uh, Maya Erskine's mom who is the first time actor on the show she plays her actual mom in the show and there's a whole backstory and the whole episode is kind of riffing on Japanese kind of soap opera stuff, but it's sort of about um, a previous uh, marriage, and it is so, so good. I love this final kind of run of Pen15. I'm it's so awesome. glad that you love it so yeah. much. Quick note got? on The Humans, uh, it's apparently streaming on both Showtime and Hulu. Uh, so awesome. uh, Hulu is your all-stop shop for our top ten list, apparently. Um, what are we at, four? Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about Luca? Yeah, let's talk about Luca. <laughs> Luca was my number four. Uh, you know, again, I'm the mom of a trans son, and this movie was so obviously an allegory for, you know, uh, queer and trans youth and supporting them and loving them and seeing them. And it had the line of, you know what I see here? Two winners. And, <laughs> and this movie, it was joyful and sweet and wonderful and it broke my heart and I need more of this. Um, and more importantly, our kids need more of this and, and Pixar and Disney need to make this available for the kids that need to see themselves, even if their parents need it hidden in a mermaid allegory. Um, we need to make sure that kids are being seen and by people who won't turn them back, their back on them. JK Rowling. Um, <laughs> I loved this movie. I thought it was great. I wish it hadn't got a little bit lost um, in the shuffle. And uh, I see you, kids. Yeah, it felt like so, um, you know, just sort of Disney did so much of this sort of like, what can we just like put on Disney Plus to lure people to sign up for it? I think it was a victim of that and sort of COVID and people being like, I want to watch this at home with my family. It's clearly like starting to bubble up is like something (laughs) that people are discovering is like, oh, wait a minute. I just thought this was mediocre Pixar. No, it's top tier Pixar. It's it's better than the last couple Pixar movies. It absolutely is. Um, And the the vocal talents are all great. uh, It just... Silencio Bruno, watch yeah. the movie. It's you, you will not be sorry. And if you have a kid in your life that needs somebody to see them, watch this movie with them. So funny and it's sweet. really good. Cool. Yep. And the cat is delightful. Oh my God, and the cat. Uh, Chibs is doing his best Mosimo impersonation totally. right now. <laughs> yeah, the cat is the best. Yes. 
<laughs> what is your four? So this is funny. This is way higher on my list than it was on yours. Okay. I am shocked. I got Mayor of Easttown, number four. Um, I love this show. It's- I knew you were going to put it on the list, so I freed myself up a spot. I am not a big, like... Much like we're here, I knew, oh, I can get myself a spot if I let Justin talk about it. It's I'm not a big murder kind of... Murder? Pers- murder mystery Durders, kind of... Murder? Murderers. Murder. Murder. Go watch that yeah. uh, SNL skit if you've not watched it. We've linked parody. to it, but I'll tweet it again. Yeah. Um, Ah, this show. Uh, Brad Inglesby is the showrunner. Uh, Craig Zobel directed them all. Uh, performances by Kate Winslet, Gene Smart, Julian Nicholson, Evan Peters, on and on and on. Everybody's great. It's just, there's something so weirdly like this could have been like a Lars von Trier or yep. like a, it's a very just character study about people just kind of dealing with the everyday shit of life and their jobs. Like it's almost like the murder doesn't really have any, like it's not important, not important. Um, and it is just perfect, um, about the sort of these people's struggles and their interactions and their family dynamics and how much you can sort of count on those family dynamics and how much you sometimes can't. And I loved everything about this show. It's just truly, it's like such an overused word, but it was haunting. It was so good. It really felt like cuddling up with like the best book ever. I'm Um, so glad I could count on you to put it on your list. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I know. I'm so surprised. It's so not my usual thing. Like I just, I don't know what made it different, but the it performances. Just, it's the performances were so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I think and a lot that of the person this. made it not about the murders. That yeah. they made it about the town and the yeah. people, and and that they had actors that could make it about the town and the people. That Guy Pierce came in and just did his beautiful performance. And it's also like very funny. Yep, it's hilarious. Like, thinking back on it, it's yep. like Gene so Smart many playing fun, wonderful. Um, Fruit Ninjas. Oh, I mean, yeah. I liked Hacks, but Gene Smart <laughs> playing Fruit Ninjas funnier than anything oh that my, happened in Hacks. Oh my God. And Winslet <laughs> being just sort of like so funny, like just, just like yep. sad sack, but like just like also like, oh, she's beautiful and she knows it, but she's just sort of in this part of her life where she's like, ah, you yep. know, whatever. Um, I really enjoyed that show a lot. Um, again, another show I don't need any more of. Perfect single season. Don't yeah. do it. No, don't. There's no yeah. need. Please I do know not. They're going to. I think they are. Right? Oh I I no. That. Okay, that makes know. me very sad. I don't I want to look it up. Are we on number three? We're not going to talk three. about that. Number three for me is an eleven. A station's eleven. Nice. Station eleven. This show, my God. I know that right now we don't need another show about a pandemic. I also know that it's been said several times this show didn't was not started in the middle of the pandemic. It just happened. But we do need a show that's about how important we are to each other in the world and how important art is to everyone in the world and how we are all connected, including art. And these performances and I feel bad. You know, I I left Yellow Jackets off for not having completed their season and then I put Station Eleven on. I I get to do that. I make the list. (laughs) But – the difference here is I do think the Station Eleven will be one season and Yellow Jackets will not. Um, and that that is that is where I drew my line. Um, and I just – I can't get over how 
intelligent the choices are that they are making in this show. I like a show that David Cross is in, and I think he was good. Okay. I actually, that was one concern I had when yeah. I saw that he was in it. I hate David Cross, <laughs> not for the least of which of you know impregnating Amber, Amber Tamblin, which is a problem. <laughs> but he was good. It was. It's funny. It's joyful. It's beautiful. Station Eleven. You know, if if in a week the last few episodes drop and I am proven super wrong, I will be shocked, and I will come back here and I will say, but this show is. Amazing. And what's it on? It's on HBO Max. It is so good. I am going to. I feel like it's a show that once all the episodes have dropped, I'm yeah. gonna just you got watch two weeks. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I liked it. There's a lot I admired about it. It also was. I think maybe as we talked to on the podcast, a little triggering for me. Yeah. But I kind of just need to just like watch it in one. I think run this is I'm like Midnight Mass, where you yeah. need to be in the right space. Yeah. And you know, and I'm making it known right now when he comes back and is like, "Oh, you guys, Station's Eleven is really good." <laughs> Fanny, have you watched it? And I smack him in the mouth. I'm not going to you know what? Watch it. I'm not, <laughs> I know. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> sure. Educated. Just saying. <laughs> All right, should we do my my number three? <laughs> yes, let's do. It. Um, got some music for you. Oh, good. Uh, Remy Wolf. Uh, did not shut up to anybody about Remy Wolf. Wait, Remy Wolf is on your list? <laughs> All year long. I basically, uh, Remy Wolf gave me so much joy. It's been so interesting. It, you know, I follow a lot of music sort of critics and their lists. And there was a great New York Times conversation where somebody had it on their list. And the one of the main New York Times kind of critic guys was like, explain your love of Remy Wolf. What? Like, that's on your list? And he's like, but I also know there's like a Remy Wolf clan cult or whatever <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'm in the remy wolf cult um she is just hyper day glow hyper pop young just all genre bets are off um very sort of queer sort of positive just bursting at the seams kind of crazy looking clothes does seems very unselfconscious in this really interesting way um just to me, like what good pop music is. It's funny. I had the Beatles on this list. Um, there's like something when you just get, you know, confronted with just pure pop where there's just kind of like, okay, these hooks, these sounds, this energy, this newness. Um, yeah. Remy Wolf, Juno. It's fantastic. I played a little bit of Grumpy Old Man on a previous episode. The whole album is great. I would say if you also want a little taste of it, uh, try Front Tooth. Try Anthony Kiedis about, yes, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and what a funny chosen family they have. That's what the song's about. It's great. Um, it's right, she writes a lot about the pandemic and trying to just kind of get through it. She's sober. She's, like, trying to work through her kind of 19-year-old feelings about sobriety. This is a – wow. She's so special. I'm so thankful for, like, all the just musical pleasure I got this year from this album. Um, what do you got at number two? I love that. Number yeah. two. Huzzah! Why aren't you watching The Great, Justin? <laughs> I know I will. I will. Breaks glass. <laughs> um, I mean, Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning are killing this. This is Tony McNamara, who wrote Cruella, who is, yes, is on your right? honorable mentions and I all know. that stuff. This show, why isn't anybody talking about this show? It is so fucking fantastic and vibrant and funny and joyous and horrible and it is so good and if you never wanted to hear Elle Fanning shout I never fucked a horse why not <laughs> because that's the best thing in the whole world because what do you know about Catherine Great that she fucked a horse exactly. right and that's it yeah this show, watch the show. Just that's all I have to say. It's on Hulu. Watch. And season two has been just as good. Oh and... my god, it's better. Okay, it's 
I didn't think it was possible. It's better. The show's fucking great. If you if you watched a moment of the favorite, if you liked Corella, if just watch the show. It is so fucking good. I will watch it. It is That's... joyous and wonderful and funny and ah, it's so good. I want to go watch it again right now. Nice. That's on my list. What's your number two? Power of the Dog on Netflix. <laughs> um, Jane Campion. I have memories of. Working at the Angelica Theater when the piano came out. Oh, my gosh. Um, and finger it, trauma. And it being, yeah, real finger trauma. And it being like the crazy movie that sort of broke indie right. kind of cinemas. Oh, totally. There were like these massive lines. And Anna Paquin fucked up my uh, Oscar uh, that year. Oh, that I was year. Like, They're not going to give it to that kid. <laughs> I'm still mad at Anna Paquin about that. That movie is you know, I think I don't know. I haven't seen it in years, but there was something about that Campion kind of style yeah. that was so intoxicating. And I feel like the movies after it, I didn't necessarily get that same feeling. Um, definitely like the was it like Harvey Keitel's penis? I, no, God, no, no, no. Let's not <laughs> no, let's not even mention that, please. Um, I did Top of the Lake. I was a little like, oh, right, right. She's, she's this amazing. Is who she is right. Um, and um, yeah, I, this show is. And this movie is sort of she's back at her peak. Nice. I love this movie. It is a western, but it is also a mystery. It is a queer kind of story. Benedict Cumberbatch, who we love to make fun of in many Marvel-related properties, he's so good in this, and I think his accent is fantastic. Okay, that's and you're going to have to watch it just to like <laughs> tell you how wrong you, you are. How okay, wrong I am? It. Please do. Um, it's also your buddy, um, your buddies. Uh, Chris and Dunst and Jesse Plemons yeah, are in it. I know. Um, I know. I know. This is a show where it's and their like son a movie. is their son in it. You're, I just love to think about the fact that they have two sons. You're just like this is is kind of made for you. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't watched it yet. It's it's very slow. Um, it is helped along by an amazing soundtrack by Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood, who's done a lot of I think scoring. But this score, I was like, wait, who is this? What? Who did the score? I've actually listened to the score, which is the first time I've done that since. Like girlhood a few years back, I love this score. It's like nice. beautiful, folky, weird. There's like this dread in this movie. Um, there's also a question of like, who is the dog that has the power? My favorite kind of question. Um, you watch this movie and you're like, my favorite kind of question which, about power and dogs. Which dog has? Which who's the dog and which one has the power? I this is oof, it's so good. I actually can't wait to talk about. This That's awesome. I, I want to see it. I, I just haven't gotten there. Yeah. I haven't had the. I want to sit in my living room and it's, watch something that slow. You gotta turn yet. off the lights. Yeah. Pour yourself a whiskey. It's yeah. that kind of movie. I got whiskey. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. So I have done the math. My top one you've already talked about. Your top one you've already talked about. You yeah. want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my top one is, again, apparently art in a pandemic has been really important to me, is about the French Dispatch. Nice. I, I, another one where it was like, much like my, my, la, my number 10, Midnight Mass, I cannot stop talking about French Dispatch. As I, I knew it was going to go on the list, and as I was arranging things, I was like, no, that's, nope, still better than that. Nope, still... And for me to put a Wes Anderson movie as number one is kind of amazing. Right. Um, because I like Wes Anderson. Mostly I like Wes Anderson when I watch with my son, who named his rat after Wes Anderson. <laughs> and that's a high fucking honor, you guys. Um, but the more I think about this movie and the more I see what it meant, again, we're going to go right back to all of my boring say it with me and drink while you do, found families. And art in art is important to us and what we do for art and what we sacrifice for art and what art gives to other people 
and what is valuable to us in our found families and in art. This movie had so many layers and was so beautiful. And I think right now you can only find it on video on demand. You got to pay 20 bucks. So it's I don't know it. if you want to pay 20 bucks or not, but I would recommend it. I hope it gets a re-release in theaters I do after too. COVID. This movie was beautiful and brilliant. And I believe that I will probably watch it as often as I watch Isle of Dogs. Yeah. I loved this movie. It's I, so good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. I feel like Wes has become Wes Anderson's become one of those people that we kind of take for granted. We're like, right. oh, it's Wes Anderson that is thing again, and you're like, but they're going to study it in fifteen years. This is the version of it that is yeah. so good. He's he's gotten so good at what he's doing. Yep, and you can feel his sometimes his distance from it, but like kind of like f- that. I feel like he's also becoming more aware of. Like he's what interrogating that might mean it. to him. Yes. Yeah. No, you can see him interrogating my twee and my style and my dogs that are running by. Yeah. I, I in fifteen you said this on when we talked about French Dispatch on this on the pod, you talked about how he's becoming a Hitchcock. Yeah. A Gel a Del Toro. Yeah. You know, a big eye guy. Tim Burton, you know. Um, <laughs> I I thought Richard Burton last time we were talking about him, so you know. I, he is becoming so finely tuned that he can investigate himself, and I just think it's great. Yeah. I thought this I, was a great movie. I don't have much to add other yep. than, man, go see this movie. Yep. Um, my number one is Minari. Uh, Hulu. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung is the director. Um, I cannot not mention uh, Yunya Jung as the yeah. grandmother again and Alan Kim as her grandson, the cutest on-screen duo ever, um, possibly. Yeah. Um, this movie, I think it's also, I mean, this is Grab just Grab yourself total some Mountain Dew and go watch this movie. <laughs> emotional, like, you know, bias that this was the first movie that we went back to kind of, I think it was the first it movie was? we went to see It absolutely theaters. was. That um, and then we went to see The Unholy. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Which gets an honorable mention for most ridiculous for fun time at the theater. so much fun. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, but Minari is just, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Again, so like, just feels like a book. It's like cuddling up with a great book, but also sort of like a Western and sort of like a Terrence Malick, but like, the kind of not annoying, ponderous, pretentious version. Like there was very, no tree roots. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's yeah. so, and the fact that it's sort of based on his real. You can st- trust it story. to be kind, even yeah. when you're like, like the, the the things that happen that are sort of traumatic. You can still trust it to be kind. It's not going to completely kill you. Yeah, and yet it's there's so a good. sense of dread that yeah. it sort of fulfills, but also doesn't. But in a way that is realistic. It's yeah. not just it's not just crushing. Exactly. And it is hopeful and um, about family in a way that certainly I don't think I've ever experienced my own family in that way. <laughs> and I know there are... I have. <laughs> I mean, it's so... This is a very Midwestern farmer family. Yeah. Even though they are also Korean. Yeah. It's... I, I know these families. I I spent summers with them. Yeah. I, I, I hoed beans with them, and it's beautiful. And just a story that's about basically like immigrants who provide food for us mm-hmm. in our country and how we don't even like kind of know that these stories happened or a lot of people don't know that these stories happened um, is it's just an amazing sort of document of a time and a place and a people and a family and uh, wow. I, I mean, I can't wait to watch this again. I, I don't yeah. think Dave's watched it yet. So I'm like, I've seen waiting it for the moment where I can two or three times since yeah. we've seen it in the theater. It's and it's beautiful. on Hulu. Yeah. So 
Um, I love this movie. Yep. Good freaking year. I am proud of myself. I knew you were going to be your number one. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah, I don't. Nothing. Else it didn't change from the moment way. you saw it. I know. I just kind of knew. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, and Stephen Wynn, as you talked about, is yeah. the unbelievably dreamboat. good. <laughs> so I mean, good. a dreamboat and a you know, like a movie star. Yeah. You know, like a move a matinee hero. Yeah. But still, so talented yeah. and good. So. Yeah, there's such a like a yearning to that movie yeah. of like like yeah, yearning to connect and to like not only like no, connect with a, other people but like connect with your purpose yes, or something. There's, there's a something John Huston so, Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. There's a Henry Steinbeck. Yeah. Like, yeah, Stein well, yeah, I'm, Grapes if of we're Wrath. Comparing it to white guys I know, but Yeah, Henry like, Fonda yeah. Stephen Nguyen, same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. No, I um, was believe unbelievably good. So good. Yep. Um all right. We will be back next time. I think we have to do a 2022 preview of yep. things we're excited about. I think that will probably be our next yeah, that episode makes sense. because we got to have some things to look forward to. So, yeah, that's what they tell us. Yeah. <laughs> um, be safe, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us this year. Uh, where can they tell us their favorites and their least favorites? I thought oh, you were supposed to do That's me. This. I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, I don't have my actual notes of it. That's part of the problem. Um, <laughs> Puck's going to tell us. You can do that at gmail at motionix at gmail.com. Um, there's a very popular app um, called uh, Meta. No, it's the called Facebook. The book face? face? <laughs> the face that, yeah. Uh, you can talk to us on the Facebook at... The next podcast. Parker um, had a teacher once that said, Facebook, put your face in a book. That's, every, that's what I think of every time. Twitter is way more fun than either of those two yes. things. Uh, we are on at the next podcast. Uh, I am at Justin Hardtalk on Twitter. I'm at Fanny V. Darling. Happy 2022, everybody. How the hell did that happen? We'll talk to you soon. Bye.